Welcome, everyone listening, also speaking, to uh, episode 23? 23. That sounds right. That sounds right. Somebody said, somebody looked at my our podcast feed the other day and went, wow, 22 episodes, huh? So I guess we're doing all right in terms of <laughs> episodes recorded. Uh, Yay. I, I am your... Um, CEO and President of Electronic Arts, Sam Harrison. That's uh, you. <laughs> today, uh, I have with me my colleagues, Alex. I'm basically Peter Moore. Liverpool A. Gavner. Allison. Uh, I'm basically all the employees that are still sticking around with uh, Bioware and uh, hoping for the best. Oh, so you're Casey Hudson. Yeah, that's me. <laughs> Uh, one of the doctors, Andre. I'm the one who does the beer. Is that both of them? I think that's Dr. Wiley. <laughs> Get the fuck out. <laughs> <laughs> Erica? I'm the nervous sea of solitude lady who forgot how to talk at the beginning. I love her. It's I German. love her too. She's so German. She's so cute. <laughs> She's wearing a craft work t-shirt. I was like, yeah, all right. I'm in. <laughs> And of course, every week, our best boy, Pat. I'm Vince Sampella, awkwardly trying to avoid describing more of my Star Wars game. <laughs> <laughs> but was it? Do you think that? I think that was on purpose. He, oh, he, I think it was, like he was. He was having a good time. It was really funny, though, that like the the skit, like the, that uh, Andrea Renee was not actually like coached and hired to do that, and instead was acting like a games journalist talking to. Vince Sampella, as if he she was going to try to get him to reveal something that he couldn't. <laughs> it's better than the Aisha Tyler cosplay fiasco. Nothing, nothing is better than the Aisha Tyler cosplay fiasco. That one was a classic. <laughs> yeah, if you could somehow marry Aisha Tyler, uh, her press conference performances, and Joel McHale and the laser tag, like that's that's the Ubisoft conference that I want. Bring <laughs> Joel and Aisha back. What about Mr. Caffeine? Oh, Ubisoft are just too good. What about taking some of the best of old Konami to, like, the one million troops? Giant enemy crack. My favorite Konami year was the year when they literally just had Metal Gear, Ground Zeroes, and Pez, and nothing else. <laughs> Only if at the, end of the com- at the end of the show, like, all of the, the vast, uh, like, Ubisoft cinematic universe of hosts like claps his arms at the end and bows because they avoided another year of takeover from Vivendi. <laughs> yeah. Eve stands in the middle and they all circle around him and slowly clap in the clouds as the screen goes black. Doesn't Eve always stand in the middle of all of us? <laughs> Eve's Angelion. Yes. My God. One person gets that reference. Eve centric model of the universe. Yep. <laughs> Speaking of E3. Uh, today we Don't all watched Eve Three. Speaking of Eve Three, which I will now be calling it forever. <laughs> uh, That's a lot better than Weed Three. <laughs> we watched uh, the uh, EA 
uh, press conference earlier today. Uh, so we're going to do something a little bit fun in terms of our structure this week. We're going to talk about uh, E3, because that's probably what people are here to listen to, if anyone is here to listen to anything. And then afterwards, uh, Pat and uh, Alison have both got some super interesting games. Or, well, they've got some games that I am super interested in and <laughs> can't afford to buy. So I would like to uh, hear about those. And, and so I'm we're going to talk, talk about Goku. Yeah, and yeah, uh, Andre has promised slash threatened to discuss Goku. Uh and I have written a quiz question about Goku, but not about any of the other games that are going to be discussed. <laughs> so uh, I hope you're all ready for uh, a extremely well-researched, very amusing uh, Goku quiz question. Okay, so uh, EA, do we want to talk a little bit about what they talked about, or do we want to just go straight in there and say what we thought of it? Can we see who, if anyone won a bet? Won a bet? Can we? Oh, what if we did an update? <laughs> so I've got I've got the list. I don't have Sam's bet here, but I've got everyone else's. Um, so I'll start with Alex. I've been uh, uh, sitting and marking them all. Okay. Uh, so yeah, if you if you wanna you wanna pull them up. Yeah. Okay, I think uh, Alex is the only one who got one for. They, no, I think yeah, Al- Allison. Allison also technically got one. I got yeah. partial credit. Yeah, we. I think that we, as a council, need to discuss the points that uh, I guess Allison Pat, gets. Technically, yeah, Pat get ones too. Mm-hmm. Kind, kind. It's like two out of three. Two out of three for what? I got three out of three, three in my anthem bet. I, I don't I don't know about the get full and detailed gameplay run <laughs> I don't know how full and detailed that was. <laughs> who's, who's even playing that? <laughs> Hello everyone. So the school's on the doors this week. Uh, at the start of the E3 competition, we have got Alex with four points, Allison with three points awaiting yeah. judgment, Andre with two, Erica with one, Pat with five, and me with also one. So the way the bets shook out, uh, there were two bets which were decided by this conference, which were from the quickfire bets, which was, will a new Star Wars game be announced? And will a basketball game be at any press conference? So uh, everyone except one person said yes for both of those questions, uh, which meant that... um... Sorry. <laughs> okay. Want a mulligan um, on that? <laughs> uh, okay. So um, yeah. So everybody got points for the Star Wars game, except for Alex, who said that there wasn't going to be one. Yeah. Everybody got points for the basketball game, except Erica, who said there wasn't going to be one. So, uh, in terms of EA bets, Alex got three points for saying there was going to be a new Command and Conquer. Absolutely, because there was a new Command and Conquer. He was close with the the. He said Command and Conquer Reborn is Command and Conquer Rivals. <laughs> That's, it's eerily close. You have Very a person close. on the inside. <laughs> is it Vince Zampella? Well, if if I have money inside EA, I'd probably get it out real quick. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Allison's bet free DLC offered for Battlefront 2 announced uh, so I think that we 
uh, I, we, we're going to put this one to the council of, of people in that uh, Pat re- did not uh, mention during the initial uh, betting that all DLC for Battlefront is free. I, I so, think we brought that up. I think we did, yeah. Yeah, did I think we? we talked about it. I think okay. we established something. I think it's yeah. fair to say that, like, that, that part of Allison's bet was that they are going to continue that trend. I think that was a fairly safe part of the bet, but we all have parts of our bets that are pretty safe. Like, so I don't really have a problem with it. Free, does it. Does it count as DLC also, if everyone gets it? And it's just there? I mean, it's downloadable, downloadable yeah. content, technically. Do they, do they actually have to download it? Well, yeah. Is it on the yeah, disc? <laughs> okay. okay. I'm, I'm just asking questions. <laughs> okay, so I've given Alison three points for that now, seeing as she was fully correct. Uh, Andre, Titanfall 3 is shown with the 2019 release window. Did not come no. to pass. No. Vince, Erica's, breaking my balls. <laughs> Erica's Mass Effect adventure game, as beloved as that would be, did not come to pass. I wish it had it, come to pass, though. Mass Effect anyone... is in a grave. Mass Effect has been killed. Did anyone <laughs> say again. the word Mass Effect? They're coming back to Mass Effect. Was... We'll see if that actually happens. But there was an N7 logo on one of the javelins. Is that what they're called? There was, yeah. In my I didn't notice that, actually. I saw that. Uh, Pat's bet. Anthem will take up more time than any other E3 EA game. We will get a Full and detailed gameplay rundown, as well as release date in the first half of 2019. So all three of those were correct. I don't. Uh, I don't know about the full and detailed gameplay breakdown. They said I, what you did. They said you go out. They said you come back in. You do your stuff. You speak to people, and then yeah, they, they talked about like they talked about how there's single player elements and multiplayer elements they showed you for the class yeah they, and they talked about like the kind of core uh, gameplay of like okay we're all gonna go out on a mission together it's multiplayer but then you come back i i think it counts i think if okay. uh, i don't i don't really i'm not gonna die on the sill so i'm fine with if it makes everyone feel better not taking it i think if you think there's more gameplay to that game than what they talked about today you're going to be very disappointed in February of 2019. <laughs> I, i'm just I'm, I'm just not so sure it was full in detail but yeah other people are fine with it okay I'm, i just keep us honest stop trying to rob pat of his points no don't worry I'm it's the only way i can get him <laughs> okay uh okay sorry just pulling up the right windows okay uh and uh i said ea fully and uh, formally announces respawn star wars game which they did yep it's set at the time of the old republic which it was not and that stig comes out to present it which he did not so i got one point <laughs> out of three for those i don't know if i call that a formal announcement it was a pretty casual announcement beautiful though <laughs> I'm kidding i'm not arguing the actual you, point wait you said this you said uh, you said the Stig was going to come out to announce it? Stig Rasmussen. He's oh. the game director on that game. Oh, duh. Sorry, I was thinking of Top Gear. <laughs> yeah. That would have been in the Hail Mary category, but I still would have won. <laughs> Technically, yeah, that, we don't know. That's, that's Microsoft. That's for Microsoft. That's for Forza. Man, that'd yeah. be amazing. Uh, I think he's done Forza stuff before, so there's they didn't have that Stig on an E3 stage. Have they, do we even do we do we know who the Stig is? The last time I checked in on Top Gear lore, no one knew. The Stig's like seven people. Right, exactly. That's what I'm saying. So there's no reason Vince Sampella couldn't be one of them. Ah, uh, okay. <laughs> uh, okay. Okay. So yeah. 
Okay, so did, did did anybody care about any of the sports games? Uh, not really. I'd be lying if I said yes. So, I will I like say that uh, I really, 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 really like NBA 2K basketball, but like last year's game was a train wreck of microtransactions. So if if like EA could make a really good basketball game, I would totally be willing to switch to their stuff. But I just don't have any confidence, and I thought that that gameplay looked really rough compared to 2K. Have any of the live games been good? Eh. The last one uh, I heard was okay, but not good. Not since they brought it back, it seemed like. No one's been like, oh yeah, NBA Live, I guess. Did they bring it back that same year where they did the Wii NBA Jam? Uh, well, they brought it back for this generation, right? And then, like, they were like, hey, we're making this NBA Live game. And then it got, it came out, but then they, like, they pulled it. Yep, because it's so bad. Oh, yeah. And Year of apologies. Next, mm-hmm. Didn't one not, didn't one get delayed a bunch and then just not come yep, out? Yep, one got canceled. Last year's game was the first, well, no, because then, I think that was nba live 15 maybe that came out and got pulled then 16 didn't come out and then 17 came out and was bad and then last year's was like passable but not on the level with 2k at all uh is my is how i remember it um but i don't know like the fifa stuff is like it seems like kind of it seems like last year's game by the time e3 rolls around should always be made free with some kind of microtransactions added to get people interested because like I don't give a shit about FIFA. If I could play like the full game and not a trial until the new one comes out, I might check it out and then maybe be interested in playing the new one. But like, I don't know that game sells well enough that I don't know that they need to worry about making the last year's game free. Cause the people who are locked into that world will buy it anyway, but I still don't think it looks very interesting. And I like soccer a lot or football a lot. Yeah. Association so, soccer. It's football. You guys are American. Sock. Association that... soccer. <laughs> God damn it. Did, did, did that Euro penis cup thing, the thing that said peens on it, did it mean anything to any of you? United European Soccer Cup. It's the European Union Football Association. My okay. parents are both huge football fans. I don't give a single shit about football. <laughs> <laughs> so you weren't like super stoked to see Eli Manning and uh... who? Who? <laughs> um, okay, so uh, yeah, there was a lot of sports games. And one real quick thing I forgot to mention: one Hail Mary bet has been invalidated, in that Alex said that Star Wars Jedi Knight Three would be announced. Yeah, and I think it's unlikely we get that outside I, of EA. It, it it could happen. I mean, it, still happens. it could have already crazy. happened. That game is called Jedi Fallen Order. Like, wait, did you you said Jedi Knight three? Yeah, you which should Knight technically 3. be Jedi Knight four, but they never called say. they never called Jedi Academy Jedi Knight three. You you already won your bet. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so, what's everyone hyped about from the show? I know, uh, Erica, you, you were uh, pretty down for Yarny 2, Electric Boogaloo. <laughs> yeah. Why aren't you, are you playing um, it yet? Have you downloaded it? 
No. So I'm excited about it, but I wasn't like running to go buy it. You know, like it's it's something I like. I, I am about to have a summer off for the first time since high school, and like so, I'm very excited to have like a nice chill summer. I'm gonna play this game probably with my husband, who is a teacher who also has a summer off, and you know, it it seems like a nice way to spend like a, I don't know an evening for like I don't know like a week or so I don't know how long this mm. game is gonna be but you know it's it's not something that I ran to go buy but I'm very into couch co-op games and I don't think there are enough good ones and that one looked very interesting I like the idea of like co-op um like <laughs> I, I like the idea of grappling co-op that's cool it, to me like it having reminded me, me it reminded me of that stage in brothers i didn't where play brothers, so. oh, <laughs> it's a good game you should play it uh it's a good game. but there's a part where you're tied to each other on a rope and you have to like do some like grappling stuff and you're using the other person as the anchor point it's interesting that was Did, fun. Did you guys ever play like any of the Kirby's Epic Yarn or Woolly yeah. World kind of stuff that had some co-op and also had some kind of light grappling mechanics? Yeah, so I really like Kirby's Epic Yarn a lot. That's like a game that I 100%ed at least twice. <laughs> but, <laughs> 100%ed? Yeah. Like, I mean, I played through the whole thing, I should say. I played through I played through everything in that game twice. But um, it's... it's like. Castlevania really Symphony of the Night, where you get like 100, 208% or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Kirby's Epic Yarn is basically Castlevania. <laughs> yeah. Just uh, just a little FYI, I've seen online uh, on Twitter that Unravel 2 is local only for co op, no online. Oh. Oh, wow. That makes sense if you think about it. I mean, it's not it's a it's a small team game right like cold water that's the name of the studio right they're not big 10 people yeah. at most maybe mm -hmm. yeah it looks super nice too which was i mean that was the thing with unravel one like i wanted to buy that game but just it didn't seem like it was polished enough for me to want to actually play it but just it looked so nice and i think that this kind of if this plays well, which I'll probably wait for reviews, but if this plays well, it looks like the kind of game I want to play. I was very, I thought the bird part was clever in that, uh, mm -hmm. and I was watching the stream, the giant bomb stream, not even in the mechanics part of it, because I just don't really find those kinds of mechanics and those kinds of games compelling, and that's a totally a me thing and not the fault of the game. But on the the stream the giant bomb stream of it they kept saying like why is there a bird going after these little yarn guys and it's because <laughs> those birds use yarn to build their nests so like that's why it's because there's like little pieces of yarn they'll pick up and put them in their nests and so i thought that was really clever that like oh yeah yeah that would be why they would that bird would be going after them it shows a i guess my point being it shows like a dedication to creating an immersive world i think um which is pretty cool and not something i would expect out of that kind of game yeah. At fire. Do you guys think there were ten games better than Unravel Two at the EA press conference? The joke I was making a brother's joke because yeah, but I was trying to. It's like, wait, can we even? Can we even like suggest that there are? 
I don't I don't know if there was anything that was that much better, honestly. And what about the um, far lonely sails? I can't actually remember the real name. See you solitude. I was expecting that game to look like really, really relaxing and chill and like happy after the way she described it, with just like elements of like sort of journey esque sad spots. And then when there was like fucking monsters and it was scary looking, yeah, I was very much like I was already sold on this game, but now I am extra sold on this game. Yeah, that game looks pretty friggin' cool. Yeah, it looks really it interesting, and and I'm I'm all about games being used for very personal stories, and it seems like it's a very personal story for the developer. So I'm, I I was really into it. I'm guessing it's going to be pretty journey esque with maybe a little bit of peril. I don't think it's actually going to be a very deep game mechanically but it looks beautiful and yeah. uh, mm-hmm. i will go along for that ride i think it'll be kind of insidey like play dead sort of thing like yeah you know sure. you'll go from peril to yeah peril. that's 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 the uh that's the vibe i got too was mm-hmm. kind of i mean not the exact same as inside obviously but kind of similar to the mm. you know maybe maybe play. like maybe like inside cross abzu sure sure yeah Pat, are you saying maybe you're interested in a game with a boat in it? Yeah. <laughs> I will I will I will cop to that uh, I, I definitely have that thing like too. It's like, oh I get to sail boat. around and then it's like, oh it's a personal story about uh, <laughs> sadness and depression. I'm like, oh and there's boats. I was playing I was playing Watch Dogs too before we started the stream and there and Sam's not even here to hear this part. This is great. I was playing Watch Dogs too before we started the stream. And it was very hard for me to turn off the the game because I just noticed that there's sailboat racing in Watch Dogs 2. And I was like, ooh, I want to do that. <laughs> I, feel, I feel you, Pat. I'm, I'm definitely the same way of like, oh, I want to I ride a boat in a, in, if there's a, an option for it in a game. It's honestly, I think that it comes down to, and this is a little bit relevant to that game, and I don't know that it'll matter, but I think the thing that attracts me to boats in games is... Uh, it's the same reason why I get attracted to certain kinds of space games is it's the idea that like you have ownership of this vessel and it's very much a part of like your experience and your character. And I think that's really cool. And you don't really get that from like cars as much as you in games, as much as you do from like boats. I would say that I, I really love that Mad Max game because I felt like they did that with the car in that game. Um, so that's usually why I'm so attracted to boat games because you, it's I like feel a it. cool, you have ownership over this vehicle that becomes part of the experience. Did you get Damn, into you missed the... it? I talked about Watch Dogs 2 for 30 seconds. <laughs> oh, I was putting my um, towel in the tumble dryer. Sorry, I did laundry earlier. <laughs> Wait, so Pat, uh, did, did, for ownership over space game crafts, did you ever get into that one where you can buy... Oh, frick, what's its name? Star, uh, Citizen? Star Citizen. Star Citizen, yeah, where oh, you can yeah, purchase them. It's not a game. game. <laughs> it's never going to be a game, but I still have $100 in it. Dang. The e-commerce site with a, yeah. a, a GUI. Yeah. If that, I, I am okay with having a hundred dollars in that game on the remote promise that maybe someday it might be a game. Because if that game were to sell and like work, or if that game were to work on all the levels that they're selling it on, I would like you could, I could just walk through my screen into that game and never come back because that game is like very much a dream game of mine for sure. Mm. Uh, I'm semi-interested in stuff like that. Like I bought, um, I can't remember, whatever the one that came out on Xbox One. In early Elite access, Dangerous? Then, yeah, I bought Elite Dangerous. I love I Elite like, Dangerous, yeah. Yeah, I played like five, ten hours of that. Just sure. like 
boosting around trying to understand that game it's um complex and grindy and doesn't have a ton of variety there's like four different things you can do and if you get bored of those things so uh it sounds like you're describing some of my favorite games pat <laughs> <laughs> so um, yeah so uh yeah i i'm interested in um, that's one of the things that we'll probably talk about later, but like Anthem is interesting me in a similar sort of way in terms of the loop for the game and the like customization design ownership aspect that they talked a little bit about. I, um, when I look at that game, I just, I see the flying and I'm like, oh man, you get to go, you get to go up and then you can go down you go, there's water and then you go under the water. Whoa. Yeah, they that and with Battlefront, they had like we got like 10 clips, so we're just going to show all of them <laughs> on repeat and they're all five seconds long. Like, what the, what the fuck? They showed like the same loop of two video clips yeah. with two pieces of which is so... for the whole of the stage discussion. There's like more video for of that Battlefront 2 solo stuff that exists like yeah. on their website than what they showed it actually looks very good like <laughs> it's just so yeah. sad that that was their showing of it the most annoying thing was that at the end the guy goes oh we've got the rest of that anthem level like where you fight the boss and all that stuff they're like yeah it's available right. in the, the theater they could have shown that Bay, and not talked for it. five of those 15 minutes that they sat there talking and just yeah, shown the I, whole thing they they spent um 20 minutes and like 25 seconds on anthem and I would say eight minutes of that is the on-stage discussion. And it's yes, like... At least. I, I do, like, the on-stage discussion was useful for the three three points out of, like, three minutes out of those five, where you said no random roll loot boxes, no, uh, there is customization. And, can can like, I customize my character? I have to know. Uh, <laughs> if you were anywhere near the Destiny 2 Reddit on day one launch day... You probably would be asking, not thinking that question was a weird one to ask. Yeah. Remember yeah. the, um, what are they called? The like color schemes? Shaders? Uh, shaders, shaders, yeah. Remember the shader controversy? Yep. It's still there, it's still too. Still, like, they didn't change it. Still a fucking awful way to handle that. I, I, bought, the, I bought the DLC because it was on sale on Humble Bundle. Hmm. I, I have a problem with that. Didn't change that I, shape. I have, I have a problem. It's a problem that you aren't playing Destiny right I now. I mean, if it makes you feel better, Andre, I bought that DLC at full price after I bought it for $12 on the Humble Bundle, so don't feel my, too bad. My, my problem is I keep buying this stuff even though I'm like, you know, it doesn't it doesn't fulfill me. It, I'm, still, I'm still empty <laughs> I keep, inside. I keep over and over describing the person that buys every Destiny thing and complains about it and saying maybe they don't like Destiny and then you're that person. <laughs> no, no, no. It's, I enjoy playing Destiny. It's just like I feel so empty when I'm done. I'm, I need to, I'm going to finally, I'm going to try and do the raid maybe next weekend for the first time, maybe. We'll see. I don't know. If I do that, maybe that'll like turn me around because I've still never completed a raid. I got to the end of Vault of Glass once, but uh, I hate to tell you right now, but Vault of Glass is the best raid. It's never gotten even remotely close to that. <laughs> I didn't but think wait, it was that cool? But wait, that new one is like Vault of Glass plus whatever the, the other one, the Dreadnought, yeah, Leviathan, yeah, uh, yeah. No, anyway, I'm, 
incredibly hyped for the new Destiny raid. I think that looks actually interesting. Apart from the fact that it's just like a load of islands taped together, like give us an actual place to go. So, okay. So, you know what was actually pretty hope made me hopeful about Anthem is they said they're building it to make it so they can add in story. Yeah. Whereas Destiny was like they had to rework a ton and like change their pipeline after that game came out. Mm. So, if they've got it built in from the get-go that like okay this is going to be like a, we're going to add stuff and change it then hopefully things will go a little smoother with anthem than they did with destiny because they had the, they've had the chance to like watch destiny and see like that arc and so maybe the launch I, will be a little bit better more promising i hope because I, I really the, like to look at that game after that anthem rundown i think it's i'm more in, i'm more enthused about it than i have been yet but I also think maybe it's not as much like Destiny as we thought it was going to be. It looks I, like Monster Hunter to me. I, I, don't, like I don't think it's going to have Monster Hunter style loot progression, but I do think I don't think it's going to be much of a loot game, to be honest. Like, I think it's going to be as much of a loot game as Mass Effect is in that you will have gear on your characters. But I don't know. Like, they weren't picking stuff up as they were killing things. I mean, if it's not a loot game, why do you play when you're done? Because it's got a good story, and they're going to add story content. I think that's yeah, why. But like, if you do that, you get people to come back every six months when you do an update of story content. Whereas with Destiny, people will play from the day it comes out to the day the sequel comes out. They'll yeah, play I mean, every day for half an hour. I'm not necessarily making a judgment call on whether it's a good idea for it to not be a loot game or not. I just don't think it's going to be as much of one as Destiny is after the way that they talked about it today. Not as much as one, definitely, but I think that there's a lot of loot to be had in this game. Yeah, there's a lot of loot to be had in Mass Effect compared to, like, Halo. There's, like, three pieces of loot in Destiny, so, like... Hmm. Uh, Do you guys think Anthem's going to show up on any stage other than EA's? They will. They they confirmed it was showing up on Microsoft's, I thought. Did they say that? Or maybe that was Battlefield. I thought that was... Battlefield Battlefield. Battlefield. was a single player on Microsoft's stage. You're right, sorry, sorry. Um... People are excited about Battlefield, right? I, if if I am it does show up on someone else's stage, I bet it shows up on Microsoft's. Agreed. It, sh- okay. it was a re- revealed on Microsoft last year, so I'm assuming the EA is pretty much in bed with Microsoft co-marketing style. I don't think it'll show up, though, on Microsoft's stage because um, they're already confirming that they're going to show Battlefield on Microsoft's stage. So start, I don't... Can we start shipping Andrew House and Phil Spencer? Not Andrew House, mm. uh, but what's the guy's name? Is. Oh, the Aussie? The CEO of EA. Oh, I can't remember his name. I just know he's Australian. <laughs> it is Andrew, isn't it? But I don't know. But I, would, I, would, Patrick Sutherland. I would still love to ship Andrew House and Phil Spencer, though. Yeah, <laughs> like, regardless. But Andrew, Wilson. Andrew Wilson and Phil Spencer. Sitting in a tree. K I S S I N G. If they could, this would be a, this could be a really good position for like if they could somehow microsoft could somehow lock down some kind of uh exclusive content for xbox or anthem that doesn't overlap with the pc version of anthem that could be a compelling reason for people i'm not saying i would run out and buy an xbox for that but i think there are people who would be invested enough to purchase an xbox in an era where like i think a lot of 
people like me are asking why I should buy an Xbox if I already have a PC. So, and both I think Phil Spencer's made it pretty clear that you're, they're not trying to sell you yeah, an Xbox. I know, so I know, but they just want you to buy their game. Yeah, but still. as a counterpoint, if they re- released, uh, if they had a co-marketing deal with Microsoft and they were like, they're going to get all the DLC early, I'd be like, I'm still buying it on PS4 because none of my friends have Xboxes. Sure, and it's a yeah. multiplayer game. So yeah. people are the way you play. Also, that stuff is never that good. No, yeah. I agree with everything you guys are saying, but I think we are a lot more uh, strong in our convictions than a lot of Bioware fans are. <laughs> I think I there are a lot of there. rabid Bioware fans out there that would be willing to buy an Xbox. That I bought an they... Xbox. I bought an Xbox 360 for Mass Effect One. Jessica, yeah. would you would you buy an would you buy an Xbox for Anthem if it was real? Hella good on or on Xbox. Um, if it Home was marketing. exclusive on Xbox, extra then... stuff. Yeah, if if it was exclusive, then yes. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I would do that too. Oh, yeah, for... If it was exclusive to Xbox, I would one hundred percent buy an Xbox for it. But... I just meant like if there was exclusive missions or something on there. Yeah. Uh, I that think could be I would. Probably not. I mean, honestly, the only DLC that I really ever cared about with um, Bioware was the. Story-based, character-based, stuff like that. But So it's like if it's extra missions and they weren't really like, you know, super character-based. Yeah, yeah. I I, I seriously doubt. Hmm? Just going to say, if it was like Shadow Broker or something equivalent? Yeah, then I might be like, I might be... I still probably wouldn't, but I would be very tempted. And I don't really think it'll happen anyway, because if they if it were to happen, they would announce it tomorrow, and they're already doing Battlefield Five stuff tomorrow. I don't think they're going to give EA. Yeah. They're going to show two EA games during yeah. the Microsoft press conference. You might be yeah, right. Yeah, that would be that'd be a lot. At the end of the uh, Battlefield presentation, the EA exec could go, and also we're going to be launching DLC first for Anthem, Battlefield, blah blah blah. Also. They announced that um, Origin Premium, Origin Access yep. Premium. For a PC Day and date. Well, not even day and date. Um, like five days before release day on PC, you'll be able to play any uh, exclusive and you get the game. Well, that's, uh, so, that's pretty interesting. I don't know. Sorry, go ahead, Andrew. So, oh, I was, they did, yeah, they didn't give a ton of details like pricing isn't out there and then they and also the pricing's on the website it's a hundred dollars a year or okay. fifteen dollars a month. Okay. Okay. I, I think a hundred bucks a year is actually a really good value for that service. The problem yeah, that I, I have is that I if 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 you told me like, hey if you sign up for this service you're gonna get access to everything in Battlefield five that you would have gotten access to if you had paid to buy it and pre order it, then I fine. Think that's the case. That's well, that's but, definitely gonna be it. But but so like I'll be able to get into the the beta and I'll get all the pre-order stuff and then what if I cancel my EA access and then I go back and buy Battlefield Five? Am I going to lose all that pre-order stuff because I didn't Probably. pre-order it and I had EA? You know, like it's a weird yeah. thing. Yeah, it's tied to your account. And I would expect that it's like PS Plus in that you when you re-up you get everything back. So if you buy a game, you would get everything you've got for it. But usually that pre-order stuff, yeah, that pre-order stuff usually comes to other people eventually later anyway, doesn't it? Like it's so rare that they have stuff that they put out for pre-order, like bonuses, and then they never release it for other people. I'm trying to think. think Yeah, I uh, think you could buy the stuff you got for Battlefront Two later, uh, but like you didn't 
if you were to buy it today, you wouldn't just have it. You'd have to buy it. You'd have to unlock it by playing the game. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And I want to throw a Hail Mary out here and say that I think that uh, at the Xbox show, they're going to, EA are going to announce that this is being rolled into Game Pass, which is why they've only announced it mm-hmm. for PC and not for Xbox. Mm-hmm. That would make sense. Yeah, no, it does real well on Xbox. I think they did announce it for Xbox and PlayStation. No, they didn't. No, it was purely it was PC today. Oh. What was EA the thing? Access isn't on PlayStation, so there might be yeah. the game oh. streaming thing because the game streaming thing. Game streaming is for everything. That was. I'm sorry, I was thinking of the FIFA trial thing. They said that that was on oh, all three yeah, platforms. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, so they announced the Origin Premiere or Origin Access Premiere Plus Gold Edition, yeah. uh, but also uh, the like game streaming thing. And, like yeah. those are two separate things. So yeah. The- Origin Premiere, if that is an Xbox thing, I'd, I'd be real tempted to get that, I've got to say. But then, like, the games that EA makes are games that I want to play with friends, like Battlefield and Anthem. And mm, is it worth paying that money to play okay. those games Sam, without people? Sam, I've got a crazy idea. It, it's work, worked for me. Don't have friends. Mm-hmm. Oh, I was, <laughs> was going to say, crazy idea. Uh, start playing games on PC. That too. <laughs> well, hopefully everything will be cross-platform at that point between PC. Ah, uh, there will not be cross-platform play between PC and Xbox when it comes to Battlefield. I guarantee you that will not happen. Um, mm, yeah, good point. Which is extraordinarily, extraordinarily, extraordinarily frustrating because I'm in a position where I will play I that play Battlefield that. game no matter what. But like all of the friends that I have that want to play it want to play it on P- standard PS4s, which is maybe the worst possible way to play that game. <laughs> I, my friends I, play on PS4. I wanna. I think. I think I want to get Battlefield Five. Looks really okay. good. It the looks good. Battlefield game I put real time into is like 1943 or whatever. So when the one, the, the free one that was on like. Yeah, so, I played that a lot. The exciting thing that I'm kind of this is sort of a hail mary, but like I I've said it in our chat. I don't know if I've said it on the show, but like I'm a pretty massive Battlefield fan. Um, and the thing that I think would be exciting. They rolled out with Battlefield 1 this kind of like meta menu where when you launch Battlefield 1, you get you can like dip into stuff from Battlefield 4 also uh, and Hardline. But like, who gives a fuck about Hardline? Uh, <laughs> I played the beta for Hardline. <laughs> I owned Hardline on PlayStation 4 and it was bad. Uh, it was bad. But uh, the they added Battlefield 5 to it recently, which is, makes sense. And so essentially there's like, a sort of like battlefield launcher that starts up when you launch any of those games. It's a little bit fragmented because it still tells you if you try to jump into a battlefield four game and you launch battlefield one, it says like, we need to launch battlefield four instead. Okay. You have to click. Okay. And then it switches over. But anyway, I am looking forward to the prospect of like, I could see them going back and rolling some of these like games as a service features they're talking about with battlefield five back into four and one to keep those games getting some kind of content rotation, obviously not like as much as the newest one, but I would love a world where EA kind of cools it on making battlefield games. And instead they're just like, Hey, there's a modern war one. There's a world war one, one there's this weird cops and robbers one. And there's a world war two one. We made battlefield for you. Now here's a bunch of cosmetics and shit you can buy across them, and we're gonna like go do something else. That could be really interesting if they yeah, were to do it. it. It's a hail mary. I don't necessarily think it makes business sense to them, but 
it's, that's it's like it's people fixed. say they want the Madden as a service, isn't it? Sixty dollars totally. subscription, yeah. you just get the app. But like, um, one thing I was looking at is the release date for Battlefield One. It is seven days before Red Dead Two, so I'm not playing that game. Battlefield Five. That's the one. I, <laughs> I would say I'm significantly more excited for Battlefield Five than Red Dead Two. Me I feel too. like Red Dead Two will be a phenomenal game, but like, I think it's going to be a phenomenal Western story. So I don't want to get spoiled by lad Bible memes on Facebook three I days after so. the game comes out. But like, so <laughs> Red Dead would be a priority for me personally. But it's a, uh, there's one. Die. Sorry, <laughs> it's a Rockstar game. <laughs> there's spoiled. there's one one thing about Battlefield Five that had me kind of psyched, and like I Pat, like you, I'm a pretty huge Battlefield fan, though I haven't played one. Uh, but. Bad Company 2 was my game of choice, like especially for multiplayer, and that game was all about the destructible environments, and the fact that they gave that decent stage time makes me way more psyched for Battlefield 5. It was funny that they opened their talk about it. I was at first initially worried, because he was like, you'll be able to crash through windows and ambush your foes. And I was yeah. like, wait, do they think that's a feature? <laughs> but, but when they showed the tank running through the building, I was like, okay, this is, this is going to go well. So that that had some like it had some warm fuzzies from Battle Bad Company too. So yeah, that's a good thing. Yeah, totally, that was kind of what really got me interested. Like mm, that looks that looks real nice. It looks it's real. It's not fun. in Battlefield One as well. Like I think Battlefield One is a spectacular game, but it does not have the destruction stuff that that Battlefield Bad Company Two did. So it's very exciting to see them bring that back. Um, there's two other things that I wanted to talk about real quick, uh, which we haven't gone over is um star wars jedi fallen order does anyone have anything they want to kind of bring on that one i know allison as our resident star wars nerd takes place at the same time i'm not going to celebration but yes celebration is like they're selling out of every pass immediately which is like i would go to celebration I don't know. I, I, I just, I guess I want to see more of it. I think that playing as a Jedi in, the, in that era, like post episode three, pre episode four is interesting, especially since oh, you mean the but, force unleashed timeline. Yep. Yeah. Uh, I, I think that that sounds like fun. It's just, we don't have anything beyond like, yeah, it's more Star Wars, and um, I just yeah. want more. So I'm kind of like. <laughs> I guess I kind of. That's I don't, what I. I don't think that like a game of like, you are a Jedi. Like I don't think that that's like an interesting concept for a game anymore. The, I mean, like the way, it, the way he <laughs> talked about it was like we ju we just figured out the setting. Yeah. yeah, what the game is. I don't. I yeah. assume that everything's done. They just have to slap the Star Wars on it. Yeah, right. Totally. What uh, if? What if you get a little pistol that locks onto everything? It <laughs> <laughs> was a really good video game. It was. And then you get into a mech, and then the mech has lightsabers. <laughs> oh my god! Yes. That's called a Gundam. It's a Gundam game. <laughs> it's lightsabers. I'm going to say this, even though I am a significantly bigger Star Wars fan than I am a Gundam fan, like a lot bigger, uh, I would rather see Respawn make a Gundam game than a Star Wars game. 
agree. I don't know. This, it. I just feel like I don't. I don't know what. They made a very good single-player Titanfall two campaign, but I guess I just don't really know that. Like when he was like, "It's called Jedi Fallen Order," and everyone's like, "Oh," I was like, <laughs> "I don't care about this thing." Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but like how they they literally had nothing to show. Like yeah, yeah. that game's coming out in. Yeah. I don't see how they keep that license beyond next year if it's they're going to keep. Yeah, doing I I can't imagine that. Luke, is that, that is that Disney, one the deal about? Film is, uh, I don't know. Excited about well, especially about you know all the loot box co- controversy. I, I can't I can't imagine that they're pleased that about was, that. That was the only Star Wars thing. They didn't even have a Star Wars thing to show. They just said, right. yeah, this is what it's called. They're like so, five minutes of Battlefront. But that doesn't even, that game's out. That doesn't count. Yeah, I mean, I will say what they were talking about with Battlefront is something that, that the community really, really, really wants for that game. Personally, I don't really, I love uh, Star yeah. Wars. I don't give a shit about more Clone Wars content myself. But the community, if you go on the Reddit, People are like every other thread. It's like give us Clone Wars, give us Clone Wars. So but they, but they don't they're listening. People, people is love Count them Dooku Clone Wars. in the cartoon? Yeah, yeah. Is, he is okay, yeah. a lot. The, when the fuck does the cartoon take? Christopher uh, Christopher Lee place. voices him in, in the cartoon. It takes place between two and three. Yeah. It's a very okay. good show. Yep. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. I don't care as much about getting more content from that era. I would much rather get more content from like uh, um, the new trilogy. Personally, that's like. I yeah. imagine stuff, but whatever. I mean, I think that the Clone Wars stuff will bring people back to the game that said they were done playing it, and that's great. Uh, they have the license until 2023, by the way, so never mind what I said. Oh, boy. Yeah. I, I, I just feel like, I, I mean, Star Wars is such a big license. I, I, I just don't understand why they're going like, hmm, what are we supposed to do with this when I feel like, yeah. I don't know. It's weird that they can, they're turning out like all of their like other franchises annually, like, like, you know, sports games are are just getting like crapped out as they always have been. And they have the largest license in entertainment. And what if they put out a pod racing game? Yes, please. (laughs) What if Criterion made a pod racing game? Oh my God. Oh my God. That sounds amazing. (laughs) Why wasn't that announced like two years ago? What if it was just F-Zero, but with Star Wars ships? That game what exists. If, it's called Pod Racer, and it's really fucking good. I mean, <laughs> Pod Racer is so. Like, I'm not a prequels fan, but I love Episode One Racer on a very big level. Yeah, agreed. Yeah, what if the main character is a fox from space? <laughs> uh, no, foxes don't fly ships in Star Wars. Only horses do. Come on. Wait, 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 wait. What horses? <laughs> wait, there's a horse that flies a ship in Star Wars. <laughs> I'm pretty right. Star Wars nerds, right? That's the thing. I don't think that's a thing. I think. I don't know. It's like... I'm just having horse Jedi to Google. Let's There's a giant rabbit in Ho-Hos Star Wars. Equesh. Hohas Equesh is a star, is a horse who flies a X-wing. I think. My God, Equesh! They couldn't have hit it any closer. I'm on Deviant Art. <laughs> oh no! Don't oh dear. don't search up horses on DeviantArt. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. That that the thockwash. They look like horses, kind of. Oh, that, that made me laugh a lot. Really <laughs> anyway, 
so the final game, hey, I think hey, you say the best so, for last here. So fuck you, a horse flew an X-wing or something. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. That is not canon. That's Captain Kara, isn't it? Not canon. It's been relegated to legends. Horse pilots out of the canon. I think the giant, uh, the giant uh, rabbit Jackson is still canon now. God damn it! So. <laughs> uh, what about EA's most exciting announcement, uh, Command and Conquer Rivals? So I want to report that the, the download size for that game is 69 megabytes. Hey, nice. nice. That's all I know about Command and Conquer Rivals. Uh, I'm and all the I might download it. I don't know. All the microtransactions are four dollars twenty. I hope so. Uh, I'm showing my phone to this to the uh, to the people on the call. No, you need to you need to close uh, the the Play Store app completely, mm-hmm. and then go research it again. You can download it now. Okay. Yes, but what I was showing them was that it said you can register for this, but I will yeah. do what Pat said and yeah. see if I can download it. You can now just install it. Yep. Oh, yep. You're right. I'm installing it as we speak. Um, I don't know if it seems that interesting, but it's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it looks like Clash Royale to me, um, but with some like zone control stuff. Um, I'm actually super intri- intrigued to play that. I like mobile games. I like that they, they didn't try to act as like it's some major. They didn't. I mean, they gave it a weird amount of time, but they didn't like say like the rich history of Command and Conquer or anything. They were just like, hey, this is our new Command and Conquer idea. It was very like. It, they didn't, didn't say it was Command and Conquer until the end of the presentation. Right, yeah. It didn't seem <laughs> there like was Tiberium a... on screen. <laughs> they used they the word Harvester. Yeah, they didn't seem like they were like taking a dump on Command and Conquer, though. You know what I mean? Like They could have been way more like showed the games over the years and gotten everyone really hyped and excited and then shown that it was a phone game. But instead, yeah, they, they could just... have been like, mm-hmm. look, we're going to do this uh, franchise right. You know, this is, yes. this is our yeah. beautiful way to honor this... Yeah. Big legacy, and then it's like it's a phone game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think, I think that is absolutely not what they should have. Like, if they have, since it's a phone game, they shouldn't be like, "Oh, Command and Conquer." Remember all these games you right. love? And exactly. I think, I think, and now it's, it's just on the phone. Yeah. Like this. Yeah. 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 Hey, hey, Pat, have you launched the game? Not yet. Have, have, <laughs> I'd like to point out that you choose your age with an age slider, so I immediately went to sixty-nine. Nice. <laughs> Age is a spectrum. <laughs> Clearly. <laughs> Got nothing yeah. else. So, so that was EA, know. huh? That was, the, that was the EA press conference. <laughs> I don't know if there's anything else to say. Yeah. I got a I got a good podcast title for this week. Thank you, Andre. Age is. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't know. We could. <laughs> touch on the games that we played this week briefly before we call it what if we did the quiz for the week oh yeah that sounds good oh okay. no there's a tutorial yeah. that, forces that you're forced to do when you launch the app can i can i tell you there's too many goku in video games right now too many okay uh so dragon ball fighters new dlc dropped two more gokus added to that game god <laughs> Uh, they are they are fusions of Goku. Uh, one is a fusion of Goku Black, and then also one is a fusion of Goku and Vegeta. Too many Gokus. Uh, and then I'm playing Dragon Ball Legends on my phone. I have three Gokus on my team. <laughs> they're all they're all different. One I hope is the teams are only three, and you could have no, more Gokus if you wanted. Well, your your 
fight like in a fight you only have three people but your squad can be six so you have six people to choose from oh, i've got super cool. saiyan goku got super saiyan goku regular goku and spirit bomb goku and That's they all right. have varying degrees of battle damage speaking Very, of goku, goku question Goku's one not even the best character in dragon ball why are there so many gokus <laughs> question one <laughs> who is the best goku which of the following is not a real song by DeAndro, DeAndre Cortez Way, a.k.a. Soldier Boy Talon? Oh, God. A. Badman. B. Goku. C. Anime. Wait, can I get those names one more time? So these are three possible songs. One of them is one that I made up. A. Badman. B, Goku, C, anime. No, I'm going to choose the one that I want to be real, so... <laughs> okay. So we're choosing the fake one. We're choosing the choosing fake one. the fake one. Okay, okay. Two of these are songs released by Soldier Boy Talon. <laughs> Can't make that clear enough. Wait, is Talon part of his name? Yes. yes. Oh my god. Yes. Soldier Boy for short. Let's get your answers in three... Two, one. Everyone who said A, you are correct. Anime, and he's released a song called Goku. But he hasn't released a song called Badman. No, you he's gotta be kidding me. Badman is like a thing. He's, he's not no. JME. No. Wait, okay, wait, is it Bad Man or Bat? man <laughs> oh sorry i don't want to interrupt but we have ea press conference stuff going on in the background for the video version and it just had that uh the anthem clip with all the combos coming up <laughs> that was the, that was the dumbest thing of the show speaking of the ea press conference the next question is about that ea press conference true or false nick at night won the cnc mobile game live demo oh is that true or is that false a is true, B is false, as always. Let's get your answers in three, two... Alex is ready, one. Fucking okay. false. false. It was in control, yeah. that one. Yeah, wow. you're right. Yeah. He's the guy on the so, left. Get on my level. Yeah, I got it. Knights having a rough go of it. First they lost with Cosby Show reruns, and now losing to Cosby on stage. <laughs> Well, you know. If you guys don't even know the meta, then please don't comment on the game. Oh, wow. Did any of you know who those two people were before? Of course not! Okay. <laughs> All right. I have heard of In Control. The best man at my wedding was uh, talking about how In Control was extremely good, and he knew everything. He was talking about him in our group chat. What did he play before this? StarCraft. Oh, well, that's, that's why we got him up to do it. No one cares about StarCraft. Come on. Uh, speaking of uh, esports, which sport was shown first in the press conference? Oh, was shit. it A, football? Was it B, American football? Or was it C, basketball? I rewatched the press conference to write this question. <laughs> okay, let's get your answers in three, two, one. It was regular football, so everyone but Andre. 
Oh yeah, I just the right. It was a warfare, the sport of war. No, I just uh, football was actually the first thing shown on screen when the press conference started. Really? Oh, okay. Yeah, it, it it showed the football World Cup and Ronaldo walking out to pick it up. All right, fair enough. Yep. Yeah, I remember Cheska and I making penis jokes. It does weirdly look like a pen. Yeah, Next question. Which Star Wars character was the first to be shown on screen during the press conference? God. I remembered this and went back to double check it and I was right. So was it A, Darth Vader, B, Han Solo, C, Yoda? Oh shit. I don't remember. I don't remember. <laughs> No one's happy about this question. <laughs> You're expecting okay, me to remember Star Wars things? What are you asking me? <laughs> can, we get, can we get the order one more time? Yeah, so A is Darth Vader, B is Han Solo, and C is Yoda. Everybody ready? Mm-hmm. Okay, let's get your answers in. Three, two, one. And when he said Yoda, you are correct. So that looks like Oh, that. dang. Oh. Erica and Allison. It really makes a lot of sense when, like, a new movie featuring Han Solo has just come out to show Yoda first in your coverage of the game. So, he was the I, I only uh, Star Wars character that I recognized in the pre-roll before the... So, at the beginning, opening trailer... What's up, Andre? Not focus on Donald Glover's Lando Calrissian in that. Like you could see, he was he was in there for like a hot second. They showed him flipping the pistols around, which is kind of irritating because I don't think he ever did that in the in the film Solo. I think that was just Beckett that did that, but Beckett wasn't anywhere to be found in that trailer. Finally, in a week of firsts, which game did Andrea Rene name drop first? During the press conference, is it A, Skateboard, B, Battlefield, C, Anthem? Wait, what was I? So which which game did the which which name uh, which game which game's name did Andre Rene say first during the press conference? Is it A, FIFA? B, Battlefield, C, Anthem. Let's get your answers in three, two, and a one. Anyone who said C, you are correct. So we're looking at uh, uh, Andre. Erica. Anthem was the first thing they showed on stage, so. Yeah, and I remember her saying something about it and being like, oh, you're excited for Anthem or something like that. She was like, super hot. She said, said, Lady Wood. Okay, so speaking of. No, carry on. How about Onrush, Pat? What's that about? Onrush is a racing game from Codemasters which was my initial reason for being even a little bit interested in it like a year ago when it first was announced. And then it, I totally forgot about it. Um, I forgot that it was ever announced as a thing. Uh, 
And then I was reminded of it when uh, on this week's Giant Bomb cast from Giant Bomb, Jeff Gerson was talking about it. And it was funny because he was talking about this the Sonic racing game that's like team car racing. And I was like, and then he started talking about like, yeah, it's kind of like Overwatch in that there's like control points and it's like not just a racing game. So then I was like, oh my God, am I excited about a Sonic game for the first time in my life? But <laughs> thankfully, no, he was talking about Onrush that came out this week. Uh, so it's a, uh, it's not really a racing game. It's kind of like if you were playing a, I don't even really think it's the, the overwatch comparisons are there because it has cosmetics similar to overwatch in a system of, of unlocking them similar to overwatch. The game doesn't play like that though. It's still a driving game. Um, but it's a driving game where there are a collection of vehicles. I want to say there's nine of them. Uh, I'm still, I just started playing it yesterday, but, uh, there's like a handful of vehicles, um, of a few different size classes. There's motorcycles and then there's like car off-road cars all the way up to bigger, like, uh, like all-terrain Hummer kind of looking vehicles. Um, and each vehicle has a different set of abilities. So it'll have a way that it gains uh rush, which is um rushing is like your rush ability is like your ultimate ability if it was a moba or an overwatch type of game then they each have a unique thing that happens when they rush when they excuse me fill that meter and go and then they each have like another basic ability that's that's different for each of them when they either when they boost or just that happens periodically or whatever um so it's actually pretty deep because the cars all also handle a little bit differently each one uh, and then they have a bunch of different modes. So there's like a mode where you're trying to be the one to boost as much as you can. Um, your team needs to hit boost, a boost meter, fill a boost meter by boosting. Um, that's almost kind of like a team deathmatch mode because you want to take out other cars from the other team so that you can boost more than them. Um, you gain boost kind of like you would gain boost in a Criterion game, near misses, jumps, um, taking out other cars. There's like crashing through expect. billboards. <laughs> uh on bikes you can do tricks which give you boosts too uh and then there's other modes though like there's a gate mode that's the closest thing to a traditional race where you're trying to drive through these gates uh and there's a constantly ticking down clock for each team and when you drive through a gate it adds time to your team's clock so you're trying to drive through the gates while also knocking the other team out of the way so they can't get through the gates. Uh, there's a zone control mode where a zone spawns and it moves along the, the track. And you want to be in it. You want to have more cars in it than your, the opposing team. Uh, and then there was one... Oh, there's also the switch mode, which is pretty cool, where e everybody starts as a motorcycle, one of the two motorcycles, and then you bump up to one of the two cars, and then you bump up to one of the, the biggest size vehicles. Uh, the the non-support vehicles, uh, but yeah, it's just an interesting take on driving. It's I am someone who I really really love driving games, but I like open-world driving games like Forza Horizon and The Crew, where there's a lot of stuff to do on a map, but you just kind of can zone out and drive around. I've never enjoyed taking racing games online because I feel like even if it's a game that tries to stop it it is inevitable that every time you get that first turn, everyone crashes into each other and it's just a mess. So Onrush totally avoids that. I've mostly been playing the single player, which is kind of like a very, very long 
tutorialization of the different cars and modes and it throws you into different situations to help you learn how all the cars and modes work and it's also long i mean i got about halfway through it and i played it for three hours last night so it's pretty lengthy single player mode but i jumped into the online multiplayer just to see and it's really fun and not it's not just chaos all the time any more than the game encourages so because it's not about being in first place it's about actually playing to the objectives and i think it's a really it's got the potential to have the kind of legs that Rocket League has. I think it's going to ultimately be a hard sell at $60 for people because it's... Yeah, that's the thing I was wondering most about. Yeah, it's a full price game. Dollar price. What? what? Oh, it's a full price game. I mean, I would argue that, like, <laughs> there was a version of Overwatch that was 60 bucks when it came out, too. Um, and I would say this has more content than Overwatch did when it launched, based on the like fact that it... 20 pounds worth of... Well, like twenty dollars worth of microtransactions in there. Had like twenty dollars worth of loot boxes in Overwatch. Yeah. yeah. So Overwatch, you, the base game was forty dollars on PC, and then yeah. the console versions were sixty bucks, and there was a sixty dollars version on PC. So um, a cheaper way to get Overwatch existed. But I think this game has a, has more content than Overwatch. It has a few less cars than Overwatch had characters at launch, but it has a lot of tracks it has a lot of modes there's a lot of there's a really long single player experience that is again like six to seven hours um but it, and, and it has a lot of cosmetic stuff to unlock through progression um and there are no microtransactions in it so far either i imagine they will sell the loot boxes probably just like overwatch but because uh, the the thing that is identical to overwatch is the menus for equipping cosmetics and stuff and there's a range of them there's like cosmetics for your car but then there's also you have a driver that is one of like eight different characters that you can select and it doesn't matter for gameplay purposes, but it's the driver that shows up at the end of the game when they're doing the like MVP awards and there's different cosmetics for the driver. There's different like you have a crash tag, which is like your card in Call of Duty. So there's a ton of cosmetic stuff in there. Um, and I'm sure they'll sell that as microtransactions, but I don't get the impression that they're planning on selling a bunch of uh, like DLC stuff, and none of the progression affects your stats. So, so Pat, do you remember a? It might be a very old game. It's a seven-year-old game, a student game called Nitronic Rush. I don't remember that. Do you remember it was that? Tron-style like stunt driving cool shit game mm -hmm. and i'm extremely upset because i thought this was the real retail version of that game that they've been making since 2011 oh no i, I don't think so. i had i literally just based on the name i was like oh sweet this is the nitronic rush game that i've been waiting for uh no, that game is called and is out in early access already um i'll send you the trailer pack so you can have a look because i think you might be i'm looking at images yeah it looks neat it looks cool as hell. The music's cool as hell. And uh, the original is completely free on PC and it's in early access. For this That's season. cool. Um, but Allison has also bought a game that I am super yeah. interested in. Uh, and this is how we're going to end this podcast is by talking to Allison about this game that I'm genuinely really want to play but can't afford to buy. And now and you're not naming. Uh, yeah, I've been playing uh, Yoko's Island Express. Um, it's available for pretty much everything, but I've been playing it on Switch, and I think I think it's a good Switch game. Um, so basically, it's Metroidvania's pinball. So your character uh, Yoku can only really you can only directly move him from left to right. There's no you can't jump, but how you get places are various either ramps or uh, pinball um, switches and levers and things that you use with bumpers and. 
I'm explaining this very poorly, but you basically traverse the world using pinball mechanics. Um, so you'll be exploring the world and um, using those mechanics. And then occasionally there'll be times where you need to go into the ball like, um, like, like, like very many pinball. I'm trying to think of the word uh, stage table? where it's like for your table. Yes. Thank you. My brain just decided to die before I said this, but yeah, you're, you're just like a mini pinball table where it has the flippers at the bottom and uh, you have to do some various uh, things to get out of it or traverse it. So it's, it's very much a Metroidvania. So it's exploring about exploring the world. You have to do some, um, go find this thing, backtracking and things. But the traversal is just super fun. Um, you, you eventually start getting new little powers that you can do um, that, that are, are really, I feel like pretty unique, but make that feel really good to play. Um, it's it's also just a really pretty game and also a really cute game. Um, it's, it seems like a really fun world to explore with a lot of little, uh, you know, little side places to go and places where you see. Hmm, I wish I could get there, but I, I I'll have to come back and uh, with with a new ability to see it. And it, it's just it's a really pretty fun game that I'm actually getting a lot more into than I I think I thought I was going to. I I, I was I was really interested in it because I. I'm very casually into pinball, so uh, the idea of something of a Metroidvania with a really different mechanic for getting around the world was really interesting to me. But it just feels super good to play, and it's, it feels really. Um, it I, I even when you go back to an old area that you've already been to, it, it doesn't feel old. It feels like there's still a lot to dis discover. So it, it it it's generally really. It's, I've just been really enjoying it, and I definitely think that it is worth the uh, twenty bucks that they're asking for. I, I definitely intend to check this out because uh, yeah. I've been wanting to play a Metroidvania for like recently. Mm -hmm. yeah. But and like that, and what is Bloodstained out soon? I know they have the it's, eight bit thing. It is out. Yeah. No, well, the eight bit thing is out. Is the yeah. actual is the actual yeah. like main game out? Yep, it's on Steam. Like really? Yep. Oh, okay. I, I, people haven't been talking about it. I haven't seen anyone talk about it. When did it come out? What the fuck? Recent? Anyway, uh, I want to see Yoku's Island Express speedruns because I think Metroidvania speedruns are always really so cool. interesting. Yeah. So I wonder what kind of tech they can come up with for that. Oh, I, that would, I feel like it would be a really great game meant for that just because there's a lot of different places that you can traverse and a lot of um I, 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 it's def I mean it's definitely a game where if you are good at pinball then it I, it obviously becomes a lot easier so seeing somebody who's just really skilled at basic pinball mechanics and can get everywhere really quickly I think would be a really fun thing to watch so I I'm definitely looking forward to a it because this I feel like this game is real um but but also if if you're not somebody who's really familiar with a lot of pinball, I think that it has a lot of leeway, and it's um it's a for, it's a very forgiving game. So there are times where I'll mess up with some of the pinball mechanics, and it just sets you back a little bit. It's 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 so it's it's very, it, like there are times where it's a little bit tough, and you want to, and it requires you to be uh, specific with where you're hitting the pinball. So I think actually it could 
be a good game if you want to improve your pinball skills <laughs> because it, it really um, kind of forces you to learn how to where the ball is going to go and how to move it around. But it's, but it's also forgiving too. So it, it, yeah. That sounds very interesting to me because I really like pinball a lot, but I'm really bad at it. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's really forgiving. Like when you um, get into a section that's basically a mini table and it has the little hole at the bottom, basically the mechanic that it has is that it has little uh, like uh, spikes underneath it. So basically instead of losing a ball, it um, loses some of your kind of currency, which is fruit. So you, you lose some currency, so it's not something that you necessarily want to do, but it's not going to, for example, set you back very far. So it, it, it's just more of an annoyance than anything. So if, 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 if you like pinball, but you're not necessarily thinking, oh, I'm the best pinball player, I think it's, it's a perfect game for that. And it's also, I think, would be a really interesting game to see somebody who's really good at pinball play it. The place I go to to play pinball charges by the hour instead of taking coins. So that's the oh, place that's I go nice. to for that purpose specifically <laughs> because nice. I'm so bad at that's pinball. Awesome. Yeah, I've, yeah, that's I've, great. There's a new barcade or, or in my new apartment. There's a barcade that's within walking distance that has pinball, and all, all of their games are still a quarter a pop. So it's it feels like, you yeah. know, it's not terrible, but but yeah, I, I definitely. I yes, Sam, you're headed to New York if you're looking for pinball. I have a recommendation. Modern pinball in Wesley. It's very good. Cool. I will see awesome. if Fiona wants to do that. Uh, speaking of things that uh, Fiona wants to do, it is bedtime for me. Uh, <laughs> so uh, let's close this bad boy out. One thing I did want to say is Bloodstained is not out. Uh, it has a 2018 release date, but it's not been released yet. Oh, it hasn't. Well, the eight-bit version is. Out yeah, it's that. That eight-bit. Oh. Yeah. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, Sorry, I was, I was looking at that. It took a long time for Steam to update. All right, uh, I was wrong then. Sorry about that, Andre. Yoku's Express. Yoku's Express has no switch tax. It's fifteen pounds ninety-nine on everything, which is super cool. I think it works really, really well right. on Switch, um, but I think whatever uh, system you can play for, I definitely recommend it. I, I looked up, when I was looking at Bloodstained, I saw that half of Curse of the Moon, the 8-bit games sales, uh, Bloodstained, Curse of the Moon, were on Switch. Hmm. Oh, That's wow. That's cool. It's on a lot of platforms. I definitely want it on Switch, so... Yeah. Awesome. Well, uh, yeah, thanks everybody for listening in today. Uh, please like and subscribe, uh, or just uh, actually in, in, in real terms, please rate us on iTunes. That's uh, something that really helps us. We are Discovery. Um, like us on Facebook. Yeah, like us on Facebook, Fix Podcasts. You can find us on pretty much everything by finding that, and it's Fix FYX. But if you're watching this, you should probably already know that. Um, thanks everyone for turning up today and talking to you three. Um, and uh, where can everybody find you, starting with Pat? You can find me at Jester PC or at my blog at GamingIncompetence.com. Erica. Uh, you can listen to my other podcast, Tempered Expectations, which we haven't recorded one in a while, but we're definitely going to record one after today because it was crazy. 
Dominion. Anyway, uh, it's a wrestling also podcast. Yeah, it's a wrestling, it's a wrestling podcast. podcast. <laughs> and also, it was a Star Trek Deep Space Nine podcast. Uh, oh. <laughs> but yeah, um, so yeah, if you're interested in New Japan wrestling, um, Tempered Expectations is my other podcast. Uh, if you're not, you can also follow me on Twitter, which is at Erica, spelled A I R E H C U H. If you're interested in Star Trek Deep Space Nine and discussing the Dominion War, you can DM me on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Slide into Sam's DMs. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Andre? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Coolslaw, C-O-O-L-S-L-4-W, where I talk about how if Goku is your favorite Dragon Ball character, you're a cop. <laughs> <laughs> because the best Dragon Ball character is Krillin. Uh, Krillin is a cop. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, uh, that is Krillin's job. <laughs> Allison. Um, you can find me on Twitter at W-R-I-T-E-R-S-E-R-E-N-Y-T-Y. And you can also um, follow my blog at happy-media.net. I am i haven't written in a week, but I am trying to watch and review every Star Wars canon thing before Celebration 2019. Exciting. Alex, can people Google you? <laughs> Turns out, yes. Yes. <laughs> you can find me online on pretty much anything uh, at SGCH. Um, easy to spell and remember. Put Alex's through Shazam. That'll bring it up. Yeah. If you actually play Alex's backwards and you put it through Shazam, uh, it'll, t- it'll take you the secret journey to his private Twitch channel. <laughs> where just he has got the exclusive anthem full gameplay trailer yep. yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, he's not showing he's just eating spaghetti with with anthem on a screen really far behind him partially obscured <laughs> no, it's in front it's behind the camera he's watching it you can see the reflection is glasses. Oh, okay. Thanks everybody yeah. for coming along. It's been a very good podcast. We're super good at podcasting now. Um, next week is episode 24. Uh, and then the week after that is 25. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The week after that is 26 when we've been doing this for six months. So well done, everyone. 26. Uh, 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 26 podcasts. We've ah, recorded ah, more than ah, 26 ah. podcasts already, I think, because we recorded extras and we did Game of the Year. But we will be at our uh, half year milestone where we've been doing this every single week, which Yay. is pretty cool. Uh, like us on everything and uh, rate us on iTunes. And thanks for listening. Okay, bye, nerds. Bye, everyone. Bye. 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 Right, oh, so just hit us with a dab in the background. Oh. <laughs> Thank you very much. All right, McElroy. <laughs>